Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1 through 3, and verse 12 through 26. It said, It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on the side of Syria. And behold, they be Hazazon and Hazazon Tamar, which is Engadai. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Verse 12 says, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. My God. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. And then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benai, the son of Jeel, the son of Manataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord unto to you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Zis, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeriel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Kohites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endured forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came to came toward the watchtower in the wilderness. They looked upon the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off of themselves, for then they could carry it away more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Barak. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the same place was called the valley of Barak until this day. Let the church say amen. Look at your neighbor and just tell them this. This is the message today. Just tell them, say, the power of praise. Look at two more people and tell them, say, the power of praise. The power of praise. Good God Almighty. Somebody out there just jumped out right there. And just, woo! Amen. You may be seated if you can.
Just a little background quickly. I mean, there's so much in here. I know I certainly cannot pull all of it out today as we expound upon uh, this word that God has given us. But what I want you to understand is this battle right here was one of the most one-sided battles in the Bible. Amen, somebody. Anytime God is involved, it's one-sided. Amen, somebody. There's no one, no thing that can stand up against him. And so we see here that the children of Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir had risen in rebellion against King Jehoshaphat of Israel. And so who were these enemies? Just a little background. Who were these enemies rising up against the king of Israel? And where did they come from? Oh, my God. Who were their ancestors? So what we have to understand, and I'm glad you asked, amen, is that these were out of Lot's children, Moab and Ammon. And Lot, we know, was the nephew of Abraham. Here it is, Moab and Ammon, these two boys that was born out of incest. These two boys, and now that we see because somebody had gotten out of the will of God, now a generation of curse have branched off in the family because bad seeds have been planted. Oh, come on, somebody. And, and so you get, that's why you got to watch what seeds that you're planting because when you think not, many times it'll come up. Amen, somebody. How many of y'all know when, when, when somebody, even when somebody gets pregnant, it's because a seed has been planted. When we do things in the world, in the earth, amen, we plant seeds, amen. You got to make sure that the seeds that you're planting are good seeds that represent God. Amen, somebody. Because I, I know before many of us got saved, we had planted some bad seed, amen, but now we're glad that God is on the inside because just like Paul, the only, reason, the only way you can defeat those bad seeds that might come up is to have the power of God. On the inside. That's why Paul began to list a whole lot of things. Y'all know before Paul, oh my God, before Paul got saved, amen, this brother used to break up prayer meetings, amen. He held the coat of Stephen while they were stoning him. He was a bad joker. But then when he got saved, he, become one of the, he became one of the greatest evangelists that the Bible talks about. But then he talked about, I was shipwrecked, I was stoned, I was whipped, I was beaten, I was thrown in jail. What these words were siege coming up, amen, but because the power of God in his life. There's some saved folk in jail right now. But that bad seed that they planted got them in jail. But they're saved. Some of them wish they could be sitting where you are right now. Said, I'll just get out of here and praise God. But I'm so glad that the praise of God is not confined to a jail cell. Oh, come on, somebody in the house. Woo, my God. So you can praise God right in your car. Some of y'all were bobbing when you came in here today. Amen. Just giving God the praise. Amen, somebody. Because it's all about Christ. Give him the praise. I'm so glad that we're free to praise. How about you? And so we see that these two young men, amen, and now they have become the Moabites and the Ammonites, amen, they have come. And not only that, they worship a God called Chemos, amen, a Moabite God, a Moabite God that sacrificed children, amen. They had gotten all off track, amen, because, amen, simply because we see one man, Lot, and his daughter, amen, got out of the will of God, amen, and see, it causes something in the family. Now we're dealing with these two tribes, Ammonites, Moabites, and they have come again. And it said, not only just a little bit, but a great multitude is coming against Judah and Jerusalem, a great multitude, a great multitude. Anytime the enemy comes at you, it's designed to stop your praise. You got to understand that the enemy wants to stop your praise. Amen. Because how many of y'all know that we're here to praise him? Amen. And we're free to praise him. Oh, God wants to stop your praise. That's what man is to do. Give God praise every day. Give him praise 24-7. Give him praise. My God, my God. Do I have any praises in the house? Amen. I just want to know who I'm talking to. Amen, somebody. 
And so you, you got to understand, a great multitude came to them. And even today, we can assign a whole bunch of different names, amen, to these enemies, amen, that we're going through right now. Somebody financial trouble. Somebody might say, I'm going through health problems. Somebody might say, I got family problems. Somebody else might say, I have an attack on my character. Somebody else might say, I have an attack on the ministry. Somebody else might say, I have an attack in my family and in my mind. But you got to understand, the worst part of all, of it all is when they're all coming at you at one time. And this great multitude was coming at them at one time. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like everything was just caving in on you? Oh my God. You felt like everything was just caving in on you and you did not know what to do. That was the situation that we see here. Everything caving in. And the Bible says that Jehoshaphat feared. Jehoshaphat feared. See, one of the things that the enemy wants you to do is fear. Because, see, faith comes by hearing, but fear also comes by hearing. That's why you have to be careful of what you're hearing or what's coming in. And that's why you got to be careful of, not only that, the people you hang around. They get all this bad out there. I tell you what, you, did you see the news today? Lord, I, uh, and they put, you need somebody in your ear that's saying, God is good. We're going to get through this. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Oh, we're going to make it. I can do all things through Christ. Oh, my God, we're going to make it. Amen, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, you better watch who's talking to you. Watch who's talking to you. Good God Almighty. And so, because understand this, that one of the greatest weapons that the enemy uses against us is fear. Because fear is powerful when you let it have its way. Fear will come, a, come upon you and knock on your door and cause disease, cause depression, cause heart failure, all kinds of things. Why? Because fear, there's a power to it. It causes stress. It causes breakdown. Because you got to understand, these type of feelings cause chemicals to re be released in your body that cause ailments to be worse. Amen, somebody. We got to understand that. That's why the Bible talks about, in the Bible, when it talks about fornication, when you fornicate, it's like no other sin because when you fornicate, not only do you sin, but you sin against your body because you cause your body to do things it's not supposed to be doing, but only the body just knows to do what it does. But you have control. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, clap your hands if you can right there. Just clap them. My God, my God. But you got to understand, fear will steal your joy. Let me say that again. Fear will steal your joy. It'll steal your peace. It'll cause you to be restless at night because you're in fear. All kinds of things begin to pop in your mind because when the enemy know he got you, amen, he'll try to paralyze you by fear. Some folk won't even go on a vacation because they're scared. Some people won't even eat fried chicken because, because they're scared. Amen. Some people won't even go outside because they're scared. I refuse with all this blessing God gave me. I'm going joy life. Some Somebody shout glory. I'm going to enjoy life. Amen. Don't let fear stop you. Some folk right now, they won't even go to Hawaii because they're scared to get on a plane. But the devil is a lie. Give me your ticket. Amen. I'll go right over there. Somebody shout glory. Next time you find me, I'll be laid up on the beach. Look at your neighbor and say, you scared, you scared, you scared. See, scared, it meant fear will mess up your blessing. Mess up your blessing. Fear will take finances from you. Fear will take money from you and break you down. Look at your neighbor and ask him, say, what are you afraid of? Let me tell you something. At some point in your life, you got to face fear. Whatever it is, you, whatever that phobia is you got to face it whatever you're afraid of there's going to come a time in your life because the only way for you to get free is you got to face that fear how many of y'all know amen when 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 faith when you meet fear with faith and faith opens up the door faith gonna say i ain't see nobody 
Oh, somebody shout glory in here right now. When you, oh my God, when you face fear with faith, fear got to go. Good God Almighty. Woo. Amen. Some of y'all are afraid of the economy. All kinds of stuff. You, for the terror. Y'all scared of the terror. All kinds of stuff. You, you, you're afraid, amen, that, that something y'all, you, you're going to lose your home. You're going to lose your car. You're going to lose your family. All kinds of stuff. Amen. You just got to stand in the middle of the floor and say, God, take this from me. The devil is a liar. I will be victorious in this life. Step by step, I will enjoy life. Anybody going to enjoy life in here? Uh, the devil can't stop me. I'm unstoppable. I'm going to go all the way in Christ. Whatever I put my hand, everywhere I put my feet, God don't bless it. Everywhere I put my hand, I'm oh my God don't bless it. Bless the works of my hand. God, everything that I do, if I look in your area, you're going to be blessed. And if you hang with me, it's going to be running all off me. If you touch me, amen, you're going to be blessed. Somebody shout glory! How many want to be blessed so much? Amen. If anybody get close to you, they'll get blessed. You get a new car and they touch you, they'll get one too. Somebody shout, glory! Whoa! Can we slap the devil right quick? Give God some praise up in here. Whoa! My God, my God. Glory! 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 You got to learn the power of praise. My God, my God, I feel like running. I feel like leaping. Somebody shout, glory! Woo! My God, my God. Can I preach it like I feel it? Amen, somebody. And so you got to learn how to bust a move in Jesus. Amen, somebody. Whether you like it or not, we are engaged in a spiritual warfare. We're engaged in it. And Jehoshaphat, he was surrounded by the enemy. He got a little afraid. But since one thing he did that that thing stirred me up, I almost stopped reading right there and got to praising. It says, but he kept his eyes. Well, I'm telling you right now. He kept his eyes on God. That's a whole new sermon. You need to preach that right he kept his Anytime you're going through something, look at your neighbor and just tap him and say, keep your eyes on God. Good God. Anytime you're going through something. See, the enemy's game is to distract you. His aim is to distract you. His, his, his aim is to get you off your game. If he can distract you. But he say they kept their eyes on God. All kinds of junk going all around me, but I kept my eyes on God. People get in accidents because, see, they don't keep their eyes. Just one moment, if you... Can I get by fire to bust a move right now? Amen. You, you know, and see, sometimes people, they're driving, and just one moment when they take... See, that's where it is with God. Don't take your eyes off the prize. Good God Almighty, you just keep your eyes. Amen. Have you ever been driving and looked down just for a moment, and all of a sudden you looked up and you had to hit the brakes? Because you got to, it's just like, God, see, the, the enemy is waiting. Oh, God. The enemy is waiting for you to just take your eyes off him for a moment because he knows that your eyes and your mind takes pictures. It just needs that long to get your attention if he can grab you. Just one moment. That's why you got to keep your eyes on him. Amen. And, and well, well, wait a minute, Bishop, what you talking about? See, when I say eyes, I mean your spiritual being, your spiritual eyes. Amen, somebody. You got to keep your spirit man in tune with God. And so... When everything was caving in on Jehoshaphat, there's one thing that he did. did and I'm going to give you three points that he did, amen, to fight with. Three weapons he used. The first one was prayer and fasting. Oh, my God. He called on the weapon of prayer and fasting. Is anybody, and now, now, now see, I got to move along, so uh, every now and then I might... Not call his whole name, but when I say J, y'all know who I'm talking about. 
Amen. But see, the first thing Jay did was called and launched the weapons of prayer and fasting. He saw them. And so, you know, anytime you don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, boy, I thank God for prayer. Anytime you feel like you're hemmed in on the battlefield. See, prayer is air supremacy. Sometimes you need God to send in some jets, amen, to bomb your way out. Amen. If you just begin to say in the name of Jesus, oh, my God, amen, you feel the enemy stop falling down. The walls will stop falling. Somebody shout glory. If I can just get out the word Jesus, oh, my God, yesterday, Really, yesterday we talked about this demon called Ichabus. And a lot of times, and many of you all have experienced this demon called Ichabus. At nighttime, if you've ever experienced a time when you woke up and you couldn't move. You couldn't move. You were, and, 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 you, and the only thing you were trying to get out was Jesus. You couldn't move. And that, 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 that thing, called, it is a demon that will lay on people at night. And, 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 and you, you just can't move. And, and you said, no, why is this holding me? And you know something's holding you. You can't see it, but you know there's a pressure. You can't even move. And you say, Jesus. And as soon as you say, Jesus, you feel like, oh, somebody. Because in the name of Jesus, there's power in the name of Jesus. I got saved calling on the name of Jesus. I got delivered calling on the name of Jesus. My family stayed together calling on the name of Jesus. But I got here this morning by the name of Jesus. Oh my God, I've been delivered by the name of Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus! Woo! My God. And, and not only did he pray, but he messed around and did something that the enemy don't like for us to add to prayer. If you want to have a souped up prayer, I mean a souped up wildcat prayer, don't, oh. you mess around and fast on top of that thing. You mess around and fast on top of that prayer, it will magnify that prayer. Could God Almighty, because prayer represents on the outside a inward sincerity about God. And so you got to understand, see, the reason we got the fast, let me tell you something, because some of our praise is tied to things. And see, and when you can fast from that thing, Good God Almighty, when you, see, when you fast, you letting go of a thing. You say, I don't want that thing because my praise is not about that thing. I'm not going to praise him because, just because you gave me a thing. Amen. I'm going to praise him because of who you are. So I'm going to cut off my flesh and I'm going to feed my spirit. Amen. I feed my spirit, man. That's what the, oh, come on, somebody in this house. And fasting will magnify that prayer. And all of a sudden, when you thought you were going to get just this bowl, you get the whole table and everything on it. Because fasting will magnify that prayer. Good God Almighty. Look your neighbor I dare you to fast. I, I dare you to pass. I, I dare you to fast. Good God. And Jay, I, I wish I could. I, I really want to stay right there on that fast. And I feel it. Oh, my God. But Jay, Jay began to cry out to God. Let me say that again, because I, I got to deal with that spot right there. Jay began to cry out for God. Jehoshaphat cried out to God. And that's when God began to step up. And began, that's when God began to send somebody. Because you got to understand, you see, pride will keep you from crying out. Pride assassinates blessings every day. Pride will keep you from worship. Pride will keep every Sunday. Pride keep a whole slew of folk from coming to the altar. Pride, but Jehoshaphat said, "Bump all that, Jesus!" 
out. He cried out to God. Here it is. He's the king. Oh, come on, somebody. And he began to cry out to God. Because, see, one thing about leadership, you can never forget who got you there. Amen, somebody. So he began to cry out to God in prayer. Not only did he cry out to God, he had all his people to come in and pray and fast as well. See, it's, it's one thing where you're doing it. But, oh, if we mess around and get the whole church Oh, my God, fasting and praying, and we get everybody in there on this thing. One can chase a 1,000, two can chase 10,000. Amen, we get everybody. We unstoppable. Amen, the demons say, we might as well go on to the next house. Amen, somebody. Because when we come together, oh, my God. That's why anybody that comes in your house and, try and, and, and start dividing your house, it's time to show them the door. Amen, somebody. Don't let nobody divide your house. Anytime you got a joker coming up in there, amen, because that's witchcraft. Amen. That's, the, that's wizardry in the name of Jesus because God came to bring us together. It's the enemy that divides. Amen. You got to understand that because let me tell you something. Satan's kingdom is not divided, but they come in order to cause disorder. And that's why you got to have God in your life and say, in the name of Jesus, devil, hey, ho, you got to go up out of here. Amen, somebody. I'm telling somebody how to fight right now. Give him praise up in here. My God, my God. Woo! And so he began to cry out to God because here's the thing. Don't ever use the resource of prayer for the last resort. That should be your first resort. Don't wait till you lost everything. Oh, let's pray now. You got to pray in the good times and the bad times. In a time that we're living in right now, when the enemy himself know that the end is near, he will try anything to take you out, and he will not give you rest. Any time you feel like you got a break, you better use that time to say, Lord, uh, look here. Uh, uh, whatever the enemy is trying to plot against me, amen, put me ahead of it right now. Tear it down. You better pray your way ahead. Amen, somebody. And see, when, 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 when Jehoshaphat said, our eyes are on you, what happened then was God let him know that the enemy was coming. Now, what if his eyes had not been on God? Oh, come on, somebody. Woo. Oh, can I teach and preach at the same time? Now, number two is, is, is the next weapon that he used. The proclamation of the word of God. The proclamation of the word of God. One of our greatest weapons is the word. Jesus answered Satan's attack with the word of God. Satan twisted the scripture. Then Jesus came back and rightly divided the scripture. Amen. And Satan couldn't do nothing with him because after he said, Jesus told him, said, it is written. Oh, come on, somebody. Jesus showed us how to defeat the enemy. And so we got to continue to walk in this word. Following prayer, God sent a word. He sent a word of hope, a prophetic word through a prophet named Jehaziel. Jehaziel came and said, thus saith the Lord. You got to understand, all you need is one word from God that'll turn your situation around. One word will heal your child. One word, Peter walked on the water. One word from God, amen. The centurion said, he said, you don't even have to come to my house in Matthew 8 and 8. He said, just speak the, just speak the word. Look at your neighbor and say, one word, one word, one word. Good God of mine. See, one word will make you unbeatable. One word, amen, will make you what the enemy can't handle you. One word will make you unshakable. One word will turn it out in the house. Amen. One word will turn it around. Somebody give him praise in here. My God, my God. Whew. And see, and so when the one word came, God gave them whew, seemingly, shh, listen, 
he gave them seemingly a ridiculous claim. Sometimes God will tell you something that seems absolutely ridiculous. It seem, he seemingly gave them ridiculous instructions, just like he told the children of Israel when they told them to walk around the walls of Jericho. They say, what? But that's why he told all of them, he said, and don't nobody say a word, because he knew what y'all were thinking. He said, don't nobody, because y'all be like, what? This is crazy. This is a mess. What kind of leader? Just, see, see, that's why he said, don't nobody say nothing. Just, just, just look at your neighbor and tell them, say, just do it, just do it. He told them, he said, now they didn't have weapons, they didn't have, and they, they, so they think. He told them, he said, go up against them. He said, when you go up against them, when you get to the spot that I'm going to tell you where to go, he said, set yourself. Oh, good. Mm. Somebody, somebody put your foot out like that right there. Because we're getting ready to praise. I don't I want you to hesitate when you get ready to get up. He said, set yourself. He said, stand still and see the salvation of God. He said, I just want y'all to be cheerleaders. And watch me bust this move. He said, set yourself. See, every natural instinct in the people was ruined. Every natural instinct was go hide. Every natural instinct would say, all the, that army coming against us, we, uh, we, we need to hide up in the rocks. We need to run. But God said, set yourself. And the thing about it is, so awesome about God. He, to, he told him, first of all, he said, meet him head on. And see, you got to understand, whatever you're going through right now, God said, through me, you can meet it head on. You ain't got to be scared no more. Meet that joker head on. Whatever it is, what's going on in the job, in the home, in your life, meet it head on. High five, somebody said, meet it head on in the name of Jesus. Because God will give you wisdom to meet that thing head on. Amen. Stop all up at night. Can't sleep. Walk. Oh, walking, worrying. And the devil is a lie. Meet it head on in the name of Jesus. Say, I will sleep tonight. My God, my God. Meet it head on. And so we look and we see that not only did he tell them to meet him, he told them the location. He said, Baziz, at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. How many of y'all know that God knows right where your enemy is? He knows right where he camps out. And so, shh, let me tell you another thing. I mean, shh, ain't nobody here with us. Shh, listen. If he knows where your enemy is, you got to understand he knows your enemy's plan. So when they go in the huddle, y'all know how you watch football there. Jesus is right there listening. Uh-huh. So you're going to come up around Ziz, up by Jerry, by the brook. Jehaziel, I want you to go and tell the people, go, go up against them, and you'll find them at Ziz. <laughs> Woo, ain't it bad, somebody? Up by the brook. They're coming up by the back, back side of the mountain. That's where they come. When they come up and poke their little head up, y'all be standing there. You, won't, you ain't even going to have to fight. Just be standing there with your arms folded, say, uh-huh. Oh, somebody give him praise right in here. <laughs> Woo! Good God of mine. Woo! And say they begin to stand. And, and, and the thing about it, then Jehaziel encouraged the people to trust God. Trust God. I just came to tell all of y'all today. Trust God. Said, then he told him, said, don't be afraid. He said, the battle. Y'all got your feet. He said, the battle is not even yours. Good God. See, you fighting in a battle that's not even yours. He said, the battle is not yours. He said, it's mine. He said, the battle is the Lord's. He said, you won't even have to fight in this battle. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he said, you, you're not even going to have to fight in this battle. He said, you just got to watch. Told him, said, just watch what your God will do. 
Just get your pom-poms and watch what your God will do. See, when we give God praise, you know, what? when we're praising him, we're just cheering him on. Good God Almighty. And so now that, that brings me to number three. And what we're talking about, I, I, had, I had to take you there to get you here. The praise of God. That's the third weapon. See, you got to realize how awesome praise is. How awesome worship is. When you go into worship and pray, it transforms your life. Praise will transform. If, it, if it's in a dead church, there's a good idea that there's no praise and worship in there. Oh, come on, somebody. Because praise will transform your church. Praise causes you to recognize who God is. Amen. That's what even when we come out here, before we come out, we send the praise team out here. Oh, come on, somebody. To cheer God. Amen, somebody. To take us behind the veil. Good God Almighty. Praise prepares you for miracles. Because they had already stopped praising before it even happened. Praise prepares you for miracles. Oh, my God. Amen. They begin to praise. And, and the thing about it, even when you're heavy and you got a heavy load on you, the Bible said, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Because when you put on praise, amen, the garment, that, that heaviness can't stay there, amen. And what a garment would do when you plop it on you, it, amen, it'll block everything out, amen, but the praise to God, amen. And when you praise and God, amen. Heaven has got to get up. How many of y'all want to be light? If you want to leave out of here light, just give God some praise right now. Just give him praise up in this place. If you want to leave out of here light, just give him praise. My God, my God. Just give him praise. Just give him praise. Just give him praise. It's just, if you came in here heavy, just give him praise. If you came in here loaded, just give him praise. If you came in here with a frown, just give him praise. If you came in here down, just give him praise. Praise will lighten that load. Praise will give you some relief. Amen. Sometimes there, there's been folk at funerals. Amen. They come in and, and they so down because of that person died. Amen. I, I, oh, my God. Sister Harvey, they just about to faint because they're just so light. And I heard a preacher say one time, he said his wife's mother had passed. And he said he thought she was going to fall out at any time. He said because he just could feel her touching his arm because she was so hurt and downtrodden because of the death of her mother. And all of a sudden, he said, during the service, she jumped up and started giving God praise. Amen. He said, what in the world is going on? He said, she said, I just had to get me some relief. How many of y'all know relief is in the praise? If you want to get relief, it's in the praise. Somebody praise God in here. My God, my God. Woo! I know a commercial say, how do you spell relief? Amen. But I just told you. Amen. P-R-A-I-S-E. Amen. It's relief. Good God Almighty. Oh, somebody praise him in here. Praise him. Praise him. Amen. Oh, my God. Anybody want to get to the other side? Just praise your way right on over there. Oh, just praise your Anybody want to get through your day tomorrow? Just praise God all the way. And all of a sudden, you'll look up, and it'll be 5 o'clock. Amen. Just give God praise up in here. Somebody give him praise in the house. Give him praise in the house. Woo! My God, my God. My God. Can I tell you something else? Can, can, I, can I tell y'all something else, elders? Can I tell you? Amen. Any, any time you're going down the road and you feel like you're sleeping, you're not going to make it. I dare you just go up in a praise. Next thing you know, you'll be putting on your signal, turning into the house. Amen. Because praise will get you there. High five somebody tell them praise will get you there. Good God of mine. Look, I got to get out of here. I, I, I got to cut across the field because some of y'all got you. You left your crock pot on. Oh, my God. Whoa! My God, my God. 
Lift. Lift. And then just, just play just a little bit. Just, 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 just break it down right there. See, what happened was he told them to do one thing. He said, you got a weapon that you didn't know you had. He said, send Judah. He sent the choir out there. They didn't shoot. They didn't have no smart bombs. They didn't have no tanks. Jesus told them, just like he told us now, God told them to sin in a praise song. He said, sin in a praise song. They mess around. Look at your neighbor and say, you got a weapon, you got a weapon, you, you got a weapon. He said, sin in a praise song. Sent the praise song in that sin and said the praise song ambushed the people. Amen. The praise song got up in there and said, got up in there and turned it out up in that place. A praise song got up in there and confused every one of them. They began to kill themselves. Can I preach it like I'm fit? Somebody give God. Somebody praise him with me. Woo! Woo! My God, my God. Listen. Listen. Oh, my Ida Barosa. Woo! Woo! They sent the praise song in there. Praise song went in there and ambushed every one of them. And when they walked up on them, sis, they looked and all of their enemy. Anybody got some enemies? All you got to do is praise God, right? All of their enemy, every one of them was dead. It said not a one escaped. They had come to annihilate the children of Israel. And at the same spot, Mr. Brim, at the same spot where they thought they were going to annihilate the children of Israel, they were annihilated. Now, they were so conceited and they came in so bold. The enemy came in so bold so arrogant so we're getting ready to wipe them out that they came in sharp they came in with the jury on they ain't even come they said we ain't gonna put I'm gonna put my ring I'm gonna put my gold on I'm gonna come and load it them jokers came in there sharp Your praise would get you some stuff. Them jokers came in sharp. Four piece suits on and stuff. They came in. And so God would bless you so good through praise. When you when, went to the back, it said they just walked up and said the enemy was so loaded down with jury, pressure, all this, just all kinds of stuff. Just loaded down with jewelry, jewels, and just precious metal, they begin to start just taking it. See, your praise will get you, oh my God, your praise will bless you. There's a blessing in the praise. Amen. The, the, the enemy that came to take them out ended up being where they got their blessing from. They were three days. There was so much, so much wealth there. They were three days gathering all the wealth. See, when you finish praising God and God shows you this thing, you're going to be dazed. Just, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know where I'm going to put this right here. Cause, uh, I put that in the kitchen. We're going to have to build a new house for this. We're going to. They were just gathering for three days. Could hardly even carry all the stuff. God blessed them so good. 
God is getting ready to turn your enemy into your blessing. Just through the power of praise. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Bishop. You're not through. You're not through. You're not through because you didn't tell us what happens, what makes the praise so powerful. Oh, excuse me. I, I, let me tell you what makes the praise so powerful. Because when you give God praise, God comes down and inhabits the praise of his people. And whatever is holding you, when God comes in and inhabits the praise, it got to let you go. Woo! Paul and Silas tried it. And what was holding them had to let them go. Elder, I, I preached it wrong. I preached it wrong for years because I thought it was God breaking them out. But it was God breaking in because anytime you give God praise, God in heaven. That's why it's impossible for your problem to continue to hold on to you when you start giving God praise. Because God breaks in. It was a praise that got Jonah out of the belly of the fish. He stopped praising God while he was in there. And the fish had to cough him out. Because the fish couldn't hold him no more. It was a praise that got the three Hebrew boys out of the fiery furnace. Because when they stopped praising God, God came down. And when they looked in there and said, wait a minute, you know, that didn't we just throw three in there? But there's four. Because God came down in the midst. Woo! And see, the fire that was supposed to burn them had to back off of it. The smoke that supposed to got in their clothes couldn't even get in the clothes. The heat that was supposed to singe their eyebrows couldn't even singe their eyebrows. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. When God comes in, he make a bad place seem like a walk in the park. And they were praising God. So when God came in there, the teen King Nebuchadnezzar had to call them to come out. And the thing about it is, the men that threw them in the fire got burned up themselves. But see, when you call God in through praise, anything that's supposed to take you out can't do it. So whatever your problem may be today, just start praising God. See, one thing that they did, they praised him before. They praised him during. Then they praised him after the victory. That's why the scripture said in verse 26, you know, sometimes the praise and worship leader, they'll get up and say, Barak the Lord. It said the place is named Barak because Barak means to bless the Lord. Because they said this is the place. The place where you were supposed to be destroyed. The place where you were supposed to be annihilated. The place where you were supposed to be wiped off the earth. Say, that is the place where God blessed me. Praise would turn the whole thing around. 
wherever you might be on your job or whatever, you might have to say, y'all just excuse me just a minute. For everybody else taking smoke breaks and coffee breaks, you go and take a praise break. Say, Lord, I just got to praise you. I thank you for bringing me out of this. I thank you because, see, we're too busy asking. But see, but the power is in the praise. When you just say, Lord, I'm praising you right now for what you're getting ready to do. He brings you out of that thing. Doesn't matter who it is. They won that battle without firing one shot, without swinging one sword, without throwing one blow. Only thing they did was send in a praise and worship song. It said, it said that they begin to bless the beauty and the holiness of God. They just begin to cheer him on. <laughs> and through the song, God sent an ambush. Some of y'all in here right now, under the sound of my voice, God sent me here just to tell you, through your praise, I'm getting ready to ambush your problem. Somebody need to praise him right there. I'm getting ready to ambush I know you felt that you had it coming from all different ways it was coming at you. But God said, I'm getting ready to ambush your problem. That problem on that job, that problem in your home, that health problem, that financial problem, that situation with that children, those children, that situation in that marriage, that situation in your mind, in your heart, amen, whatever it might be on your job, amen. God said, I'm getting ready to ambush that problem. You just need to praise me in here. Everybody standing right now and just give him your praise. If you're sincere about God ambushing your problem, give him a praise right now.